0: Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional, word study, or insight into scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, we are looking again today at another argument, logical argument that is, for the reasonableness of belief in God. And today's episode is going to focus on something called the Kalam Cosmological Argument. Now, this argument actually originates with a Muslim theologian. And as I said last week, some of these arguments that we're going to be examining are only for the reasonableness of belief in a God, as opposed to no God at all. So these aren't necessarily going to get you only or immediately to a Christian worldview. However, if you're talking with someone who doesn't think that it's reasonable to believe in any God, or if they're on the fence about whether God exists or not, these are important philosophical tools to have at your disposal. So let's look at this one. The Kalam Cosmological Argument, like the Moral Argument, consists of only three parts. Two premises and a conclusion. So here they are. The first premise is, whatever begins to exist has a cause. Premise two is that the universe began to exist. And the conclusion in the third and final part of the argument is, therefore, the universe has a cause. Now, let's step through this. In the first premise, whatever begins to exist has a cause. There is a sort of self evident aspect to this kind of a claim. After all, we don't see things just popping into existence uncaused out of nothing. Root beer floats and ponies and bales of hay don't just appear midair out of nothing for no reason, but rather, They have a cause that we can look at and we can trace their cause back to. In fact, there's no human being alive today that doesn't have a cause too, in fact. And so if it turns out that something even as big as the universe began to exist, then it too would have a cause. The fact that it is the biggest thing that we know of doesn't give it a get out of jail free card, so to speak from needing to have an explanation for why it came into existence. Premise two is that the universe did, in fact, have a beginning. And we know this now at this point. It's basically undisputed scientific fact that from what we've been able to gather and observe over the years from the Hubble telescope, from observations into deep space and other things with the shift of light and how... The universe is rapidly expanding in every discernible direction away from us. Scientists and physicists have been able to determine that all of this evidence leads to the conclusion that if the universe is expanding outward in one direction, if you rewind the clock, then the universe is contracting more and more and more if we go back in time all the way down to when it was at a single infinitesimal point before which there was no universe and so you arrive at a point called the singularity where scientists will say this is this is where the universe began it had to have begun at a certain point in the finite past it cannot be eternal it can't have always existed And so the the conclusion from this is to say if everything that comes into existence needs to have an explanation it has a cause and the universe is one of those things that has come into existence it hasn't just always been here then we need to explain why there is a universe rather than no universe at all why is there something rather than nothing and there really are only a handful of live options for this one would be to say that the cause of the universe is some sort of abstract object, like a number. But the problem with abstract objects, from a philosophical standpoint, is that they don't cause anything. They don't have any causal powers. The number seven doesn't cause things to come into existence just all by itself. And so the only other live alternative would be a mind. A mind would possess the intentionality needed and the freedom necessary to be able to choose to bring something into existence that did not previously exist and so what we're looking at here as the most reasonable conclusion for what could possibly cause something like a universe to come into existence would be a personal powerful unembodied mind which again fits many, many people's definition and conception of God.